For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good afternoon, happy Friday, and welcome to Fix and Parlay's radio here in the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter. My handle is just my name, at Chelsea Messenger. And also, follow us along on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube. We stream the show live every weekday if you want to follow along that way. We also appreciate your comments and your feedback. Uh, usually the chat gets going pretty good during the show on Facebook and on YouTube. Uh, also, if you want to use the hashtag Parlay Radio, we might get to some of your questions and concerns on today's show. It's a great Friday in sports, and we've got a great show for you guys today. We're starting off with Premier League Soccer. We're going to daily baseball picks. And finally, NFL preseason picks for this weekend's matchups. Uh, last night, a fun night in sports. Uh, when it came to preseason football, it seems like overreaction Friday. When it comes to Kyler Murray and the Cardinals, don't know if you guys watched that game, but before the, the or after the first game, it seemed like everybody was ready to anoint Kyler Murray as the next coming of, you know, the great quarterbacks. Uh, but last night, we definitely saw some cracks in the pavement for the Cardinals, for Cliff Kingsbury. The Cardinals' offensive line is still terrible. It's still really bad. They did nothing to improve it. So I don't know why people thought that wasn't going to be an issue, especially when Kyler Murray is so small. He can get hurt. Yeah, we know he can uh, get out of some tackles, but last night we saw it. He got sacked twice, once for a safety. Uh, how do we take that information going forward when we're betting the next preseason game? Uh, plus, in baseball, if you are a Cubs fan, I'm really sorry. Last night was uh, a crotch punch for you guys. Uh, Bryce Harper hitting a walk-off grand slam uh, as the Phillies took down the Cubs in a game last night. We'll talk about the Cubs and the Phillies moving forward in our daily baseball bets. How did last night affect them? Can the Phillies stay hot? Can the Cubs finally get their bullpen to save a game? We'll talk about all of that on today's show. After the break, we are starting off with Premier League Soccer. Nick actually won me some money last week. Can he do it again? I hope so, because I'm going to take some of his bets. Uh, when we come back from the break, that's what we're talking about here on Picks and Parlays on this Friday afternoon. Stay with us. And we are back on this Friday afternoon on Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. Right now, let's get into a little Premier League soccer. We've got Nick Gieber joining us to talk a little soccer. He's always excited to talk about soccer, and he knows what he's talking about. Last week, I took one of his bets, uh, Manchester United over Chelsea, and I won some money. So I was pretty happy about that, Nick. 
Are you here with us? I am indeed, Chelsea. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here in person and in spirit. I'm I the hear voice the voice. On the radio. Great day. Week two of the Premier League. Week two of the greatest show on earth. You're like ah, the, the guy on again. Charlie's Angels. Yeah. <laughs> what, like the Bosley? guy in the box? Bosley, yeah. <laughs> and, and you could well be an angel, I have to tell you. So, I'll take uh, that compliment all yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but we do have some wonderful football ahead of us this weekend, including the marquee matchup of the weekend, which is Manchester City versus Tottenham Hotspur. That's going to be at the Etihad. That's the match everyone's waiting for, Chelsea. We're going to touch on that, as well as a couple of other select matchups that uh, I have uh, that I have uh, selected from, quite honestly, a smorgasbord of fantasy football this weekend. <laughs> so these are the best bets, you're saying? Well, actually, this weekend is not replete with great values, I have to say. Uh, one of the issues we have in the uh, English Premier League is the top six teams are so strong compared to much of the rest of the field. Maybe there's a, a stratification of maybe two or three f uh, teams underneath the top six that can really compete. So unless we get a big, like a top ten clash, let's put it that way, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's it's generally going to be a little lopsided. So we're looking at goal totals and the sorts like that. But we do get massive upsets. Last year we had lots of upsets, and I was able to make some nice substantial profit from some of our listeners and clients last year with a couple of big upsets that I predicted, one of them involving one of the teams we're going to be talking about today, uh, coached by one Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. We're going to talk about Man United away at Wolverhampton Wanderers. But should we start with actually, why don't we tease the big match till last, Chelsea? Uh, let's leave Manchester City Tottenham till last. Uh, shall we do that? Shall we talk about Manchester United going to the Molyneux to visit Wolverhampton Wanderers? We shall. Okay, we <laughs> shall. Let's get it going. We shall. Why not? Well, look, uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers are one of the, quote, best of the rest teams. Uh, Wolves, Everton, um, let's see, who else would I put up there? Leicester City. There are some teams that certainly can compete. Last season, Wolverhampton Wanderers did very, very well against the so-called big boys in the Premier League. And I don't expect that things are going to be all that different this time round, despite Manchester United looking very, very strong in their first outing. With I was about to say, Man U is the team that won me some money last week. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. I mean, they are not as lackluster as they seemed as they were last year. They've had a bit of time to bed in under former Manchester United legend and new manager, the guy that took over the last half of the season last year, uh, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. But I still think this team, uh, as good as they looked, you know, very early doors, as we say, in uh, the U.K., early doors in the Premier League. Mm -hmm. I'd like to see how things unfold. Wolves is going to be a tough test for them, folks. I like the draw on this one, Chelsea. It's plus 227. It's great value. I think you have to go for the draw here. And there will be goals, but I think three was the total. I like a 1-1 draw here at plus 227. I think it's an opportunity to make some dosh. <laughs> Uh, first of all, I don't know what dosh is. I don't think I've ever heard that term. <laughs> well, you know, a little dosh is what you like to go shopping with. You can't go shopping I mean, without any dosh. I mean, from context clues, I could surmise what it meant, but I definitely have never heard that one. Uh, but it's that just NC State education. It's that North Carolina education, Chelsea. It's allowing you to surmise from contextual clues right. what it is I'm saying. I'm very impressed. SAT skills right there. <laughs> uh, explain um, the draw bet real quick. Uh, does that mean the game ends in a tie, or does that mean it ends in PKs? Or Explain uh, that real quick. Well, the beauty thing about, the, uh, about global football is there is no such thing as uh, – 
penalty kicks or tiebreakers oh, well, uh, in the league now games. I something. You get three points for the win. You get not a solitary point for losing. But if you draw, you get one point. Oh, gotcha. And that is why Liverpool, despite only losing one game all of last season, came second to Manchester City because they drew just too many, just one too many games. So all dropping right. those well, two points. Well, I learn something new every day. <laughs> so one one for the draw. Now, if this was a tournament, say the Champions League knockout stages. Uh, and, or World Cup, you've seen all that, then they do That's go to penalties. That's what I've been watching is the World Cup. That's probably what I'm thinking of. Right. When we saw the European Super Cup, for example, which is a one-off game for a cup trophy, uh, you saw Liverpool and Chelsea go to penalty kicks and uh, that's because that's the only way they broke that tie but that was after a very long extra time period and we're going to talk about that in our Chelsea Leicester City game right okay so let's move on to Chelsea Leicester City obviously Chelsea lost last week to Manchester United was that four nothing yeah it was four nothing to Man United and uh, they then went to Istanbul on Wednesday to play Liverpool in the European Super Cup, which pits the winner of the champion of last year's Champions League, which was Liverpool, against the winner of last year's Europa League, which is sort of the B tier of European tournament, which was Chelsea Football Club. And they met for the European Super Cup in, uh, in Istanbul, Turkey. Uh, so it involved travel, uh, right. acclimatization to the new locale, and then the situation where... Um, this game went into overtime. So they played 120 minutes of uh, football, and then it went to penalty kicks. So at the end, Liverpool won. Chelsea come back. They don't have to play, though, till Sunday. Liverpool have to play on Saturday, which is unfortunate because these, these players are just absolutely uh, exhausted. However, I was about to say, it sounds like a tough week for Chelsea. Right. It's a tough week for Chelsea. They are going to play Leicester City at home. Good news, though, for Chelsea and Fat Frank, their new manager, Frank Lampard, <laughs> former Chelsea legend. Uh, he should be getting uh, Willian back, uh, should be coming back at some point, as well as Rudiger should be back from injury. And the big news is N'Golo Kante should be uh, maybe on the bench or coming back in the next week or so. So that will certainly lift spirits at Stamford Bridge. Leicester City, you know, we've been talking about them as sort of the best of the rest in that group with mm -hmm. Wolverhampton Wanderers, uh, certainly with uh, Everton. Leicester City. But, you know, they are turning into a little bit of a one-man show with Jamie Vardy. I question whether Vardy's really going to be able to get it done at Stamford Bridge. I actually like Chelsea for this. Not enormous value at minus 135, but I think it is a fairly safe bet. Uh, and the under at minus 109. I'm sorry, folks. Not a lot of great big surprises out there or enormous value. So I know last week you at. talked about Chelsea not being offensively a great team. They couldn't add anybody uh, when it came to it's not free agency. What do you call it? Yeah, the transfer window. The They're transfer window. Yeah. So do you see that being a problem for them this week as well as offense? Um, uh, if you're taking the under, I would assume I'm so. I'm taking the under, yeah. They have a problem <laughs> scoring. They look better. They've had some players coming back. As I said, Willian's back and uh, also um, Rudiger's back. So, I mean, they've got a few players back. Uh, the American uh, plays on um, uh, Christian Pulisic mm -hmm. is playing on uh, Chelsea and looked good in spells at both the European Super Cup and last week's match. I like Chelsea for this. I think they're going to win at the bridge and a little bit of uh, uh, misfortune there for Leicester City. Shall we go, though, to Etihad? Yes, let's get Manchester to the big one. Yeah, Manchester City going to be facing Tottenham Hotspur. This is a top three matchup. This is one of these clashes. We did have that uh, last week, and uh, we have that this week. Uh, I like Manchester City for this game. They looked fantastic. They put five goals by West Ham United. Tottenham beat Aston Villa. Uh, they, they had to wake up a bit in order to do it. 
uh, I do like City for this game. However, I like the over. There's going to be a lot of goals. There's going to be muchos goles. <laughs> uh, taking over three at minus 107. But if you are a gambling man or woman, and I suspect that the people listening to this might well be, there is some enormous value in the unlikely potential of a draw at plus 424. And I say that because I don't actually think it's that unlikely. This isn't going to be a 5-1 routing. Tottenham are a good team. They can score goals. They can defend well. If this is a Man City victory, uh, this is going to be a 2-2, uh, uh, a 3-2 three, three Man City, uh, but it could just as easily be a 2-2. So if you have a little extra dosh lying around and want to make a little speculative value bet, try the draw at plus 424. I'm going to say dosh to somebody today and see if they know what it means. <laughs> I'm sure that they will, especially if you make the finger-rubbing motion. They know what that means. Yeah, the, they just might think I'm crazier from another country. Could All right, be. so let's recap our picks real quick since we've got 30 seconds left on the clock. All right, and the big one, Manchester City, Tottenham. You're taking the over, correct? I'm taking the over, and a little speculative bet if you want the draw. Man City likely to win, but this one could be a draw. And then Wolves, Manchester United. Taking the draw on that one at plus 227. Right. And then at Chelsea, Leicester City, we're taking Chelsea yeah, and the minus, under. Right, minus 135 and the under at minus 109. All right, that is our soccer talk. Excuse me. Uh, hopefully it wins you some dosh. We're back after the break. And we are back on Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. As always, you can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube. If you search Picks and Parlays, we are very easy to find. And both of those words are pretty easy to spell. <laughs> I know, like some people aren't great spellers, uh, but those are two easy ones. Uh, let's get to some baseball. Our daily baseball picks. We've got Dana Lane joining us. He's right next to me. Hi, Chelsea. <laughs> I guess we're not bringing you in just yet. Well, I guess not. Well, You're still in the bullpen. Here I am. Well, you can saw my shoulder. Yeah, there you yeah. are. All right, so let's start off with the Brewers and the Nationals. Adrian Hauser going for the Brewers. 5-5, uh, five and 4 five, ERA. Pat Corbin is 9-5 and five with a 3-4-1 ERA, but he's also one of the best pitchers in baseball when he's pitching at home. Nice. He has a one seven eight ERA. Uh, in home games, and this is a home game for the Nationals, I believe. Yeah, that's a good point, and we'll also try to win you some dash in this <laughs> some, segment. I think it's dosh. Is it dosh? Yes. Sounds, okay, sounds a little German, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> dosh? Yeah. Yes? There we go. There we go. <laughs> I'm German, so. You're German? Well, my parents are, so like, yeah. I'm sec, like, I'm not, like, I'm from America. I'm from Nashville. Obviously, my accent's kind of a dead giveaway. Yeah. But, yeah, German roots on both sides, right. in case anyone wanted to know. This uh, is why we never have any time for the last game. But, right. Uh, getting to Washington and the Milwaukee Brewers, a huge uh, game for both teams, maybe a series that they'll circle at the end of the year as to why maybe uh, a team won a division, just got a wild card, or didn't go to postseason at all. Uh, but this is a team in the Washington Nationals that a lot of people thought, you know, after Max Scherzer went down, you know, that's going to be it because obviously the bullpen wasn't performing up to standards at that point in time. But what the Nationals did at that point is just hit the baseball. And by the way, Matt Scherzer is about to come back, scheduled to make yeah. a start this weekend and not too 
not not too soon for the Washington Nationals. But uh, just to give you an idea of what they've done, especially in the last four games, and I know that we've focused on what they've done after the All-Star break, which mm -hmm. has been absolutely fantastic. But uh, they've scored 34 runs in their last four games. And yes, I know that one of those games was a 17-run outburst against the Cincinnati Reds. but And Trevor Bauer. Yes, yes. Who, who probably wanted to throw the ball right, over the center field fence. Who, who threw the ball into the concessions. And, oh, man. But, but even if you take that effort out, uh, the Washington Nationals have been absolutely fantastic. And that's yeah, really... they're hot. It, four straight wins. I mean, you can take that 17 or whatever game out of the mix, and that's not an issue. They've still won four ball games in a row. They're a team with a lot of momentum, and it's coming at the right time for them. Right now, a lot of those wild card races are really heating up, and the Nationals are one of those teams that are hoping to get uh, one of those spots. So they're playing meaningful, meaningful uh, games right now. I think they're leading the wild card race by a game and a half. So for them, they're playing meaningful games. Brewers as well. It's not to say that they're the Royals by any, any means. Uh, they're only one game back from the Cubs and the Cardinals in that crowded central race. So meaningful games for both of them. Yeah, well, they're one, one game back in the, in the uh, division. They're game and a half back of, of the top wild card spot in the National League. And obviously, uh, Corbin, as you, as you mentioned, is fantastic at home. His ERA is 1.78 and 11 starts at home. He's, uh, he's got the best home ERA in Major League Baseball. He's going up against Adrian Hauser, who we know has been in and out of the lineup. He's going to make his 10th start of the season. But, you know, for me, Chelsea, I just can't trust the Milwaukee Brewers, especially when we get into the bullpen. And you got to kind of think this out a little bit. Is the Nationals, are you going to go into this betting against the Nationals and crossing your fingers that offensively they're just not going to be as good as we've seen them in the last four games? But if they are as good, they're going to get into the Brewers, Brewers bullpen, which really has been the – uh, the point of their team that has not been the strongest. It has been for a lot of teams. Uh, it seems like yes, but yeah, and you know. From so the, who are you taking in this one? Okay, I'm going. Uh, <laughs> okay. Get to it. Sorry, <laughs> I feel like I'm doing my. Uh, okay. Washington's minus one and a half. We're going to go minus uh, plus a dollar thirty on that. But if you can find under one fifty, that's obviously where we want to go. But if you can't get that, it's just a smidge above. We're going to go with uh, the Nationals minus the one and a half plus a dollar thirty. All right, let's get into the Padres and the Phillies. Hunter Pad Paddock going for the Padres seven and five at three two six ERA. And Vince Velasquez, the wonder in the outfield. He's a great pitcher, but he's also pretty good in the outfield. We saw him make some web gems out there. Four and seven, four three zero. And the big story for the Phillies last night: that huge grand slam by Bryce Harper. It was a walk-off win over the Cubs, and the Phillies are suddenly catching fire. Maybe it's their new hitting coach, Charlie Manuel, who is like seventy something. Seventy-five. Seventy. <laughs> Bless his heart. Well, hey, say what you want about Charlie Manuel, but. You know, maybe they just needed another voice. I mean, uh, of course, John Maley was let go, and this was a guy that, you know, they, they leaned on most of the season. And I'll tell you the difference. If you really watch these games, the hitters, for, when Maley was there, were really waiting on those mistakes and were waiting on those curveballs up to just crush into, into the bleachers. But now what you've started to see, and if you watch tonight, a lot of the Philly hitters are a little bit more on their front foot, and that means that they're waiting on the fastball. So they're going to hit the ball. They're trying to hit the ball early in the count, which is really where you're going to get your best fastball pitch because pitchers generally are trying to get ahead in the count early in 
uh, early on, and, and that's what we saw last night. And, and this Phillies team, uh, they've scored 29 runs in their last four games, and that's since Charlie Manuel uh, has taken over. I think they're going to be a lot more aggressive. We've seen that with their top hitter, Bryce Harper, already. Small sample right. size, but three homers in the last two games. I like the Phillies tonight, and I really like the uh, the, the the value in this, minus $1.12, you know, for a team that's uh, fighting for a playoff spot. I'll be more than happy to take that. All right, taking the hot team in the Phillies. Let's move on to the Cubs and your Pirates. <laughs> so. You did give me time to talk about the Pirates. I appreciate it. Oh, I've, always, I've said we're never going to get to the Pirates because we never have time at the end. But Well, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing for me because <laughs> it allows me to blow off steam about this organization. Don't get Buckle excited. Don't up. get excited <laughs> because they went to Anaheim or L.A., sorry, to win and won two games against a team under 500. Don't get all a pirate happy once again. This is a team that's six and twenty-five since the All-Star break, and now you're only ha- going to have to give up a dollar thirty-nine with the Cubs. That's probably pretty unhappy after their performance against the Phillies. Not just the walk-off last night, but the sweep against the Phillies. They're fighting for uh, obviously that that NL Central lead. They will be. They're fighting for a wild card if they lose it, and they are not going to lose to a Pirates team that, if you read the Post Gazette this morning, again. Again, more articles about firing uh, Clint Hurdle, which, you know, for you want to fire Hurdle, well, that's fine. The guy's been to a World Series with a team that nobody thought would ever get to the World Series in the Rockies. He's led this organization that really doesn't care about winning to three playoff appearances. And now all of a sudden you want to get rid of Hurdle and that's going to be your problem? No. When you talk about getting rid of you know, drain, draining the swamp. We'll use that. It doesn't start at hurdle. It starts at Robert Nutting. This is not a good organization. I will never have my money behind this team the rest of the way. So we're going to Cubs minus $1.39. And that is your Pirates rant of the day. Excellent job. Feels so good. <laughs> I feel bad for you. I feel bad for you. Uh, but at least that you've stopped the bleeding and now you're not taking the pirates anymore. Yeah, I've stopped keep the ble- burning you. Stopped the bleeding, but I got 13 tourniquets on me since April. Oh, no. Yes, the well, bleeding stopped. I mean, the Cubs bullpen probably feels like that as well because they've had some great performances from their starters, Quintana, you uh, Darvish. Both of them, I believe, had double-digit strikeouts, but somehow the Cubs bullpen managed to blow their leads. So... Uh, maybe the Cubs bullpen is a little better tonight. Maybe they can hold off. Maybe they can score some runs, you know, to where it's not a ball game in the eighth or ninth inning. So you are taking the Cubs. I'm taking the Cubs. I'm going against a team that's lost 10 out of 11 at home. This ain't going to be a bullpen issue. All you got to do is hold a six-run lead. Well, (laughs) and the Cubs are actually pretty good values since they're coming off uh, that series to the Phillies. So we're taking the Cubs. We're taking the Phillies. And we are taking the Nationals. Those are our baseball picks of the day. Thank you, Dana. We hope you feel a little better after that rant. I'll still, I'll still be in the car ranting. I've been doing it since this morning. Oh, no. Oh, we have more time. Just kidding. Oh, good. Oh, I, I got we were... more things to say. Oh, no. <laughs> well, we have unleashed the beast. No, well, going back, to the, the, going back to the Pirates, Joe Musgrove's just not a guy. He's not a... He doesn't miss a lot of bats, and for me, that's a, that's a huge problem uh, for the Pirates. I mean, they're, they're starting pitching. I mean, they just got through the other day, yesterday, 
getting told that Jamison Tyon, who's supposed to oh, be their yeah. ace for 2020 and their ace for 2019, he coming back. He is out <laughs> for 2020 already. I'm so sorry now, to laugh. That's that's not nice. Oh, uh, but it, it just it's just laughable because uh, during the off season they were making some moves. They signed Chris Archer. Uh, hopefully to be an ace of their staff, and now it just it just seems like their rotation is definitely not a rotation that looked like anybody was planning to have, uh, and it just seems like their their hopes for the division are dashed. Well, here's the bad thing about the Pirates, Chelsea. The bad thing about the Pirates is if you look up and down the lineup, there's plenty of talent there. We've saw what Josh Bell did. We've mm -hmm. seen what Brian Reynolds does. By the way, Brian Reynolds might be might win a batting title with the Pirates and nobody knows about it. But this is the problem. There's nobody behind these guys. Starling Marte is a hit and miss guy. You don't know where, you know, Adam Frazier, he has a great month. He has a bad month and a half. It's just so up and down for this lineup, and they need to be consistent to over overcome their deficiencies on the mound. Plus, on top of that, the Pirates never beat teams that they shouldn't beat, meaning teams over 500. In fact, they've lost eight straight games against teams that are 500 or better. That's why I go against them again tonight. All right. His heart wants to pick the, <laughs> the Pirates one of these days. But you know what? The Not numbers tonight. just don't back it up. Those are baseball picks. We're back after the break talking NFL preseason football. Stay with us after the break on Picks and Parlays Radio. Bet, win, repeat. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me every day on Twitter. My handle is just my name, Chelsea Messenger. Also check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube. We stream the show live every weekday, 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern, if you want to follow along that way. And also leave us a comment. Use the hashtag Parlay Radio if you want to chime in on Twitter. Right now, let's get to some NFL preseason football. We have got Chip Cherimbus joining us in studio <laughs> to talk a little football, a uh, full weekend. Uh, today, we're talking Saturday's games. Let's start off with the Patriots and the Titans. Uh, for the Patriots, it's been the Belichick disciples. Uh, this, this past week, first it was the Lions, Matt Patricia, and this week, it's Mike Vrabel of the Titans, two guys that were assistants under Belichick. Uh, so this week, Patriots, Titans, feelings on this one? Well, you know, it looks like New England always gains a measure of revenge when they're playing teams that had defeated them. Last year, it was Detroit during the regular season that took uh, New England down early in the year. Mm -hmm. And then New England bounced back, um, of course, in the first preseason game, annihilating this team 31-3. to is it going to be the same with Tennessee here? Tennessee right, put out a 30. Right, because the Titans beat them in the regular season. Absolutely, and they put up a 34-10 win. It was very convincing. And um, is New England looking to get revenge again here in the preseason? You know, I don't think so, Chelsea. Um, New England threw for over 300 yards last week. I think they got done what they needed to get done. They wanted to establish some things, and they, they actually did it. And Tennessee is in a position where after they were beaten up in, in week one, they need 
Marcus Mariota to come to the forefront. Is this guy going to be a player or not? I think he's in his fourth season now, Chelsea. And, um, a contract if, year. Yeah, and for if him. the Titans are going to be anything at any point in time, he's really got to have to mature. You know, when he was in college, he had that great foot speed and he had the decision. And, and Oregon at the time was one of the fastest teams in all of college right. football. And getting the ball to his receivers was his forte. He has Henry right now to, to be his big time Derrick Henry to be his big time running back which right. they need to do here but um, I don't know you have Mike Malarkey out there with Tennessee and um, I think they may be able to get up for this game against New England and the reason why is I don't think uh, Belichick after what he did in week one is sitting there um, looking to come up big once again I think he's just going to um, be a little more vanilla here and not show as much they threw for 300 yards I expect a more ground control game for them and I expect Tennessee, who's in really in a dire need of a great performance, or at least a good performance, mm -hmm. to come up big in the preseason. And this is a home game for the Titans. So, you know, the Titans probably want to put on uh, at least a decent show for their fans, uh, especially since Vrabel's going against his old mentor, uh, Bill Belichick. I do not believe that the Patriots have a whole lot to prove. They are not a team. The, the preseason matters a whole lot. Obviously, Tom Brady knows what's going on. Uh, he does not need to learn a new offense, anything like that. Meanwhile, Mariota and the Titans, uh, some of them might need to get their timing together. I, I think in week two, we see more of the starters trying to get things get uh, ready to go uh, for the season as opposed to week one. Do you see things going differently in week two? Do you think that's a factor for a lot of these bets and a lot of these teams uh, when it comes to the offense? Well, you know, if you're talking about New England, I think, like you said, Belichick has nothing to prove, and he did what he wanted to do. And I, I think he's going to be much more conservative this time out, actually throwing for 300 yards. And he did what he wanted to do, Chelsea, and what he wanted to do was establish a winning attitude and a winning tone and a winning mindset. Coming off the Super Bowl win, 13-3, he comes out and they score 31 points in the first preseason game. I think New England is going to be just as tough as they've always been, but in this situation... They, they don't come to play no matter who they are. They've already fallen to this team last year, giving up 34 points. I could see the Titans coming up big tomorrow. And Mike Vrabel is a very competitive guy. Uh, we talked about okay. coaching mentality being a factor in some of these preseason games. Uh, Mike Vrabel said he would cut off his, you know what, to win a Super Bowl. Well. <laughs> so, I mean, if that gives you an indication of his dedication, uh, can't say I can relate or know what that – feels like or what I, it means but I, I can say i think his extremities are safe for a while because this team isn't going anywhere um you know he he really made some bonehead mistakes in his rookie season as a head coach and a lot of people were saying what is he doing he admits that he grew on the job and we'll see just how much i think that uh, like i said i think it's a long way for the titans and he doesn't have to worry about and losing any parts our members of his body. Right, yeah. Uh, the Titans are welcoming in a new offensive coordinator. Matt LaFleur went to the Packers uh, to be the head coach there. They have Arthur Smith now, who is a, a tight ends coach. For the Titans, last season, he's never called an NFL ball game before if you don't <laughs> include the preseason. So I think they're going to want to get their offense going. And a game like speed, that's something to consider. But yeah, Chip's taking the Titans in this one. They're plus one, correct? Yes, and you know, like, like you said, Making the tight ends an integral part of your offense is so important for these big teams out there nowadays. And that's all the big-time winning teams. Um, Gronk you had at New England and new tight ends. Not such there a anymore. Vital, no, it's such a Plus. vital position. We'll see what happens there. But uh, I think that, the, once again, the Titans would be the side today. 
All right, so let's move on to the Cowboys and the Rams. They are playing this game in Hawaii. A little bit of travel for these two teams. Uh, how do you see this one lining up? Well, you know, not as much travel as you might think because both these teams train in California, and right. that's probably why they were selected to go to this trip to Hawaii. Um, Dallas opened up, of course, against Oakland and was um, was beaten thoroughly, 30-22. Uh, to 22. Excuse me. Um, and the Rams were be opened up against Oakland and were beaten um, quite, quite handily. But the, the Rams have struggled here without Todd Gurley. I'm really wondering when they're going to get to the point if we're going to use him as one of their main backs. And he, they're claiming he has arthritis. And Chelsea, I got to ask you. Arthritis? What, what, if a running back's got arthritis in his knees and he's 23 years old. And Not has already great come, news. He's already had two major surgeries. I'm wondering what the future is with him. And um, they're just looking to use him sparingly. Uh, though I think the Rams are looking to establish more in this contest than the Cowboys. Um, Dallas, I think, uh, after that performance they had last time out, uh, they're looking to come back, uh, I think, to get this trip over and come home. Um, situation at quarterback and situation at running back for the Cowboys is still up in the air, and they are hurting at both those positions until they can get Elliott back and they can get Dak Prescott back there. Um, I don't see much out of the Cowboys. I don't expect much out of the Cowboys until then. Uh, their defense is certainly strong, is going to shore up. But here in this contest and this display in Hawaii, I can see the Rams trying to put a little offense together after a really lackluster performance in their first game. And the Rams are an underdog here, so it's kind of a, it could be a, a, a better value. They're plus three, correct? Chelsea, they opened up the favorite, and um, I guess all the smart money and all the big money came right away on Dallas, or maybe there were other factors that moved it to that point of like who might be playing, who might not be playing, mm -hmm. things along those lines. But, you know, in these preseason games, these guys are fighting for their job each and every time out there. And even the second-string quarterback and your, your third-string running back and your second-string um, guard and tackles are all out there doing the best they can mm -hmm. to try and come up with a victory or at least look good on the tape so they can right. make the squad. Well, and plus the Rams can still lose. They just can't lose by that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's a, that's in our vernacular. That's how we look at it. I think as players, um, they might see it a little differently. Uh, right. There are no moral victories in the point spreads. Uh, but for us, it's, for it us, it's gets, been great a number of times. Still yes. gets us paid because that number three, uh, you can at least push if they only win or if they only lose by a field goal. And, you know, the Rams are 4-1 and one or last five against the NFC. And um, I, could, I can see them playing well here after that performance. They just really didn't show much at all. And um, Dallas, of course, um, was pretty much the same. They were pretty vanilla. And um, I think it was the Niners that took them out. But uh, I, don't, I don't see Dallas coming up big here. I really don't. And plus, underdogs have been actually pretty good in the preseason so far, especially uh, this past week. Uh, so that's something to remember as well. Uh, sometimes these numbers, it's hard uh, for you know them to get it right and you can make some money off of that yeah absolutely uh let's move on to the saints and the chargers thoughts on this one well this game's being played on sunday and new orleans played at home against minnesota and had a big scoring affair which they usually have and they, they put up 25 points but they gave up 34 and that's always been the achilles heel of the saints we're aware that san diego didn't show much against arizona that's for sure uh, melvin gordon is in the wings waiting to come back if he can get the right kind of offer but it doesn't look like he's going to get it real soon um, he may end up being traded san diego of course i did like i said mentioned lost to arizona 
Um, they're one in four in their last five home games. You know, Chelsea, this team really doesn't have much of a home field advantage. Uh, they're sitting, Who, the Chargers? The, the Chargers. They're playing at a, on a soccer field. Oh, the field. L.A. Chargers. Right, right. They not could, even in San Diego. They're not even in San Diego. <laughs> they, they um, give up, uh, I mean, seats maybe 32,000. Well, L.A. Away. is not uh, a great fan city for the most part in general it just seems like they are a little bit bandwagon yeah they like the lakers yeah. when they're good but when well, they're not they're not there just because there's so much to do in la it's kind of like one of those cities in florida where the weather's great you know uh, they're not diehard fans like you know the and, packers or something and, and you know chelsea we've had three football teams that have left los angeles right um, it's you know, a revolving right? door yeah, i never had, know we had the, the la chargers they started there they didn't start in san diego and we had the, the Rams, of course, who left. And then we've had the Raiders who were there as left. So L.A. is having a tough time maintaining, keeping right. an NFL it's team. Like and, you know, it's like Hollywood relationships. Such, yeah, I guess. It, it's, <laughs> it's such a big market um, that the NFL needs it. And they haven't had a, you know, Super Bowls are hosted by NFL cities. And right. they went 10, 12 years, 15 years without having a Super Bowl in Los Angeles because they didn't have a home team there. And they didn't right. have anyone to host the team. But Let's get to San, our pick. Okay, San Diego. <laughs> San Diego is going to be laying three points here. I think they're the side over a New Orleans team that has been to the playoffs a number of times. It's just going to run through the routine. They're on the road here. They know they can move the football. Um, they're probably going to think about a more defensively inclined game here. But San Diego, I think, needs to establish um, another winning. They were L.A. The, uh, L.A. Excuse <laughs> me, and I we were wrote just San Diego down. I did. Um, L.A. Um, the Chargers. The Chargers tied for the division lead last year uh, with Kansas City. They lost the tiebreaker because Kansas City's record in conference was so much better. But San Diego, I think, likes to get in, back into the winning mode and establish themselves here as a home favorite. Minor, three. They should be able to win this thing by at least a field goal. I think the Chargers are the side here, Chelsea. Okay, so those are our picks. Chargers, Rams, Titans. Those are our picks. Mm -hmm. uh, Chip. Any picks for tonight or well, Friday? Friday night's got a, a great game on tap in Major League Baseball, and um, that has uh, two division leaders going head-to-head, -head, the Dodgers, who have the best record in the National League, against a mm -hmm. team with the second-best record in the National League, the Atlanta Braves. The Braves have been very steady and very consistent. They've had a, a, a nice lineup of these Dodgers just explode night after night. Their lineup just yeah. comes up with big game hits. Uh, Bellinger hit his 40th last night. And Even he's though got, they lost yeah, to the Marlins. And he's got such a beautiful, <laughs> short, compact swing. I mean, Trout does it from the right side. Bellinger does it from the left. And... The L.A. comes in here with their, their one Achilles heel on the starting rotation. Uh, made a 6-6, six six, Kenta made a 6-6 six six on the year. And Soroka is the ace for the, um, the Braves. Atlanta Braves. He's 10-2. Yeah. His ERA is like 2.12 or 2.32 mm -hmm. in around there. And he's only given up more than one run seven times in 21 starts. So 14 out of his 21 starts, Chelsea, he's given up one run or less. I think tonight the Braves are the side. They're coming off a loss last night against the Mets. They had taken the Mets two in a row, and maybe they were looking ahead a little bit. Right. Peeking well, a little the Mets bit at are the a hot team. And the Met, but they had taken the first two um, games of the series, and they had said that this was a big series for the Mets, right. and the Braves met the challenge. They stood up to them. They took them the first two, and I think they might have got caught peeking, and I think tonight's the night to play them. Even though the issue for the Braves has not been their starting rotation, it's been their bullpen. So I think that's got to be a factor is if the Braves' bullpen can hold a lead against the Dodgers. Well, I like what, what Dana said. It, it's easier to hold an 8-2 lead than it is a 4-3 well, lead. Well, so if they, they put some runs they up early. they got to put some runs on the board. And, and Maeda has not been uh, the best starter for the Dodgers. So. Yeah, he, and you're right. And, you know, the Dodgers, this, I think this series is inevitable that these teams go over the total. 
um, with their with their lineups. Even though I think I like that play pitches. better personally is the over. Well, that's why we call it gambling, Chelsea. Well, it would have it would depend on the line. All right, those are our football picks plus a bonus baseball pick. After the break, recapping our picks. Stay with us. Welcome back to Fix and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. On this Friday afternoon, we had a great show today. We had plenty to cover now that NFL preseason is finally in full swing. Speaking of swings, we talked baseball as well and English Premier League soccer. So we had a full slate today. Uh, if you weren't paying attention or if you're just now tuning in, don't worry. We've got you covered. We're about to recap all of our picks from today, starting with soccer. Nagieber joined us today to talk a little soccer. And his picks are coming up when I see the graphic. Here they are. <laughs> Manchester City and Tottenham. We're taking the over in that one to go over three goals at minus 107. Wolves versus Manchester United take the draw at plus 227, a value pick there. And then Chelsea and Leicester take the under two and a half goals at minus 109. Moving on to our daily baseball picks. We had Dana Lane here with an epic Pirates rant. He's a Pirates fan that's mad about it. Uh, anyways, uh, Milwaukee, Washington, we're taking the Nationals minus one and a half. Uh, at plus 130, Padres, Phillies. We're taking the hot team, the Phillies here, uh, coming off that big grand slam from Bryce Harper last night over the Cubs. They're minus 112. Cubs in Pittsburgh. Obviously, Cubs fans not feeling too great this morning. But you know what? We think they can rebound over the Pirates, a team that has not been very good uh, this year. So we're taking the Cubs in that one, and they're actually uh, a pretty good value at minus 130, 139. For how good of a team they are. Moving on to NFL preseason picks with Chip Cherimus. Patriots at Titans. We're taking the Titans at plus one. Cowboys and Rams taking the Rams in Hawaii plus three. Saints at Chargers taking the Chargers in that one minus two and a half. Those are our picks, two underdog picks. Hope you win on those. Uh, as always, we're here every day, one Pacific for Eastern on weekdays. Hope you join us next week. Until then, bet, win, repeat. Picks and Parlays Radio, thanks for joining us. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.